So I'm excited to be here today. Uh, and I want to give honor where honor is due. You know, we're a church that believes in honor. And so I want to honor the lead pastors of the house, Pastor Bill and Miss Jessica, because they have been doing this for 25 years, sowing seed faithfully. And they are incredible leaders. I consider it an honor to be on staff here under their leadership. And so can we please just give it up for Pastor Bill and Miss Jessica as well. We love you guys. Thank you for everything. And as I was writing the message for today, God really spoke to me and said this. He said, before you preach it, I want you to pray over every single person that is in there. And so that's what we're gonna do right now. And so I'm gonna ask that you will bow your heads and close your eyes because I'm just gonna pray over you right now. And so let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we do just come before you and God, we thank you for what you're gonna do in this place. Lord, I know that each and every single person here is not here by accident that God, you have a word for them. And so Lord, I pray that every heart will be open, every eye will be open, every ear will be open to receive the word that you have for them today. May you take over, God, this is your message, not mine. And may you move in a powerful way. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. Well, the year was 2009. And I was on tour as a Christian rapper in the United States. You're laughing, but it's true. I really was. And my first state that I was in was in New York. And after a couple of concerts had gone by in New York, a couple of days had passed by, I was introduced to this beautiful girl. I mean, she was hot, right? I was like, thank you, Jesus. You are a good, good God. Hallelujah. You know, and, and so me and this beautiful girl, we get to connect. And after a couple more days went by and a few more concerts, we were hanging out. Well, it, it came to the point that I was getting ready to leave New York to move on to the next state. And so I knew what God had spoken to me and I knew that I had to make a faith move. And so after my last concert in New York, I have the opportunity to sit down with this girl. And as we do, I just begin to have a conversation. I say conversation, it really wasn't a conversation. I was doing all the talking. And so, and I'm telling her all the sins of my past, okay? And it took a really long time, right? It was like hours of me just, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this. And then I finished the conversation by saying, the reason why I'm telling you that is because I need you to know that that's who I was. That's not who I am now. And I'm telling you because God has told me you're gonna be my wife. And so I did it. I made a faith move and I'm thinking, Marcus, you're genius. This is brilliant. She is gonna be so in love with you at the news that you have just shared. She's gonna be over the moon. She can barely contain her excitement of what I just shared with her. And so I'm expecting this response. And she looks at me and she just goes, uh, thanks. <laughs> so, my faith is now on the floor. And she laughed as well. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, that didn't go the way I thought it was gonna go. And so I, I, I muster up the courage to say, uh, thanks, is there, is there anything else that you wanna add? Thinking that, you know, now the moment has gone, she'll add a little bit more. And she looks at me and she just goes, no. So now I'm beginning to clear my throat, I'm sweating. I'm, <clears> throat> really, you've, you've got nothing? And she says, well, God isn't gonna tell you something without telling me. And so if I know, if God said that, that he told you that I'm gonna be your wife, he's gonna tell me that as well. 
And so with the last little bit of courage that I have left after being shut down, I say, well, will you at least pray about it? She says, yeah, I'll pray about it. And I'm gonna ask God for three confirmations. I said, three, why three? Can you make it one? So she said, no, because anyone can make one thing happen. Three, and I know it's God. She got up and she left. Fast forward the story, two weeks later, I'm in West Virginia. I finish a concert, I get home where I'm staying and it's 2 a.m. in the morning. And I've got a voicemail from this beautiful girl and it says, hey, give me a call back. I have something I wanna share with you. I'm thinking, well, it's 2 a.m., but if I call her, I'm gonna look good. It's gonna be brownie points that I made the effort. So I call her back, she answers the phone, it throws me off. And she begins to share this God story with me about how God just moved in her life that day. And she finishes it by saying, that was the third and final confirmation that I needed. I know that God has called me to be your wife and you're meant to be my husband. You can now call me your girlfriend. I'm like, praise the Lord, (laughs) hallelujah. We serve a mighty God. I'm dancing around the room. Four months later, Christina and I got engaged. February 2010, I moved to America. July of 2010, Christina and I get married. It has been 13 wonderful years of being married to the most beautiful girl in the world. But it started with a faith move. It started with a faith move and that's the title of today's message. And that's simply this, it's time to make a faith move. All the single people are like, praise the Lord. But it's time to make a faith move. Turn to the person next to you and say, it's time to make a faith move. There's more of you in here than that. Let me, it's time to make a faith move. Go ahead, you can say it. Come on, there we go. And we see this incredible faith story in Mark chapter two. It's it's the story of the paralytic man. And it goes like this in verse one through two of Mark chapter two. When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, even outside the door. And so the first thing that we see in this story is a packed out house. And that's the first point for us today that in order for you and I to make a faith move, God wants a packed house full of visitors. God wants this place place packed out every single week. He really does. And he wants wants to use you to get it done. See, it takes a faith move to pack out this place. The people went to the house because they heard that Jesus was coming. They knew that what Jesus had to offer was so good, they didn't wanna miss it. Well, here's the thing. Just like Jesus was in the house back then, Jesus is in this house every single Sunday. And what we have is so good, we shouldn't want people to miss out on it. God wants his house full. I believe wholeheartedly he wants every service packed out. I believe that God wants us to add more services so more people can hear about Jesus. Our mission is to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die, period. That's our mission as a church. It's it's literally the great commission. And as believers, we should want God's house full. It's no different than when you look at producers. Producers want movie theaters packed out. Hotels and resorts want their accommodations filled to the masses. Airline companies, don't even get me started on them. They want it so busy, they overbook. 
And just like they want their facilities packed out, God wants his house packed out. Because the news that we have is way better than whatever, whatever movie you can get or whatever hotel you can get or whatever airline you can get. And so it's time for us to make a faith move. It's time for us to start packing this place out. And that's the beautiful thing about the chairs that you're sitting in. Those chairs represent a name. And you may be in that seat right now, but at the next service, that seat may be empty, but it has someone's name on it. They just haven't been invited yet. Or maybe there's an empty chair next to you right now. It has someone's name on it. It has your friend's name on it, your family member's name on it, your work colleague's name on it. The neighbor that you know needs Jesus, their name is on it. What about their stranger that you bump into in HEB? Their name is on it. These chairs represent people and the empty chairs represent people that don't know Jesus yet. But it's our job to fill them. There's approximately 350,000 people in Corpus Christi. You cannot convince me that all of them know Jesus and all of them have a home church. It's impossible. So that tells me that there's work for you and I to do that it's time for you and I to start making a faith move. See, I believe that we should all feel convicted on a Sunday. We should all feel convicted when we see an empty seat in here. And we should leave here on a Sunday saying to ourselves, I'm gonna do whatever I can to make sure that that seat is filled next Sunday. Because that seat represents someone that needs to know Jesus. And you have the answer. Because the answer is and always will be Jesus. The house was packed out because Jesus was there. This house should be packed out because Jesus is here. It's time for you and I to start making a faith move. The second point for us today when it comes to making a faith move is this. Do your part to get your friend in front of Jesus. When you go back into the story in Mark chapter two, verses two through three, it says this, while he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. See, they did whatever they could to get their friend in front of Jesus. Church, something powerful happens when you get people in front of Jesus. You allow God to begin to work online. You should be inviting as many people as you can to join you online. And there's an incredibly powerful story that I wanna show you right now of how an invite changed someone's life. Check out this video. My best friend, she had been inviting me to church for a while. She came over one day and said, I really want you to come to church with me today. And I, like every other time that she invited me, I told her no, church wasn't for me. This time, she just basically said, I'm not leaving until you get up and come to church with me. I finally told her, if I go with you, will you stop asking me? And she said yes. So I said, okay, fine, I'll go with you. I don't remember what sermon it was that Pastor Bill gave. Pastor Bill said, I don't know who needs to hear this. This isn't in my notes. He said, but whatever you're going through, you're not walking through this alone. And my stubborn self sitting in the very last row, 
that was the first time that I felt tug at my heart. And I felt at that moment that maybe this place, there was something for me here. I, I got plugged in and I not only just have amazing friendships through this church, but I honestly feel I've got a church family. My best friend, she did not give up on me. Christ doesn't give up on his children. So even if they say no, continue to invite them. Because if God didn't give up on you, we shouldn't give up on others. Come on, I love that. It's such a powerful story. But what you don't hear in that story, what you don't hear in that story is the backstory. And with Val's permission, I'm gonna share it with you. See, in 2011, Val, Val's younger son passed away. And this sent, this sent Val into a spiral of deep depression and anxiety. But her best friend never left her side. She was the one person that didn't give up on her. And Val will literally tell you that her friend's invite saved her life. And she hasn't left the church since. In 2012, a week after what would have been her son's first birthday, she attended the Christmas services here. And God began to move in her heart. Early 2013, she gave her life to Jesus and started serving in the church. In 2014, Val got baptized. In 2016, she became a staff member here at Church Unlimited. You fast forward to today, Val is still on staff, happily married, and they're expecting their first child together in about two weeks, a little girl called Gia Church. You cannot tell me that an invite does not have the power to change someone's life. Because it does. And I love how Val finished that video with this. If God didn't give up on you, we shouldn't give up on others. Val, Val's friend did whatever she could to get Val in front of Jesus. She relentlessly asked her and Val constantly told her no. Eventually her friend said, I'm not leaving until you come to church with me. And church, that's what it takes. That's what it takes when it comes to making a faith move. But so often you and I will get put off when people tell us no. They say one or two no's and we just give up. Or maybe we say they're no for them. We don't even ask them. We just assume they're gonna say no, so we don't even bother. We literally say they're no for them. We think, ah, oh, it's a waste of my time. I already know what they're gonna say. I'm not gonna invite them to church. They're gonna tell me no anyway, so there's no point. Meanwhile, God is orchestrating that time for you to have that conversation, to invite them, and we don't take it because we're too busy saying they're no for them. We've gotta stop doing that. It's time for you and I to make a faith move. It's time for you and I to get people in front of Jesus. And I wanna encourage you today with this, is that God goes before you. God goes before you. You have nothing to be intimidated about because God goes before you. And the Bible literally says a little bit of faith can move a mountain. So with a little bit of faith, step out and invite someone this week to join us for At The Movies. See, God can only meet your faith where your faith is at. And if you attempt great things for God, you can expect great things from God. And faith doesn't make things easy. It just makes things possible. And you and I need to start making faith moves. We need to start packing out this house. We need to start getting people in front of Jesus. 
We've got to quit writing their story for them. We've got to quit trying to steal the pen. God is still writing their story. Stop saying they're no for them. I'm gonna say that again. We have got to quit trying to steal the pen. God is still writing their story. Stop saying no. And so here's what I want all of you to do. And I mean this in the most loving, encouraging way. But when you leave here today, there are these popcorn invites at the doors. And I want every single one of you to take at least one. God sees you. Now you feel the pressure. Like, take one of these invites. There is a name attached to this invite. There's a person attached to this invite that we need to get in front of Jesus so Jesus can do his thing. Someone's eternal destination is attached to this invite. And so when you leave here today, please take at least one. Maybe you wanna take 20 and invite your whole office. Please do. Just don't eat the popcorn for yourself. Like, that is not for you. God also sees that. Now you've got two pressures. Make a faith move. Get them in front of Jesus. And remember this, for God so loved the world, He sent Jesus. For God so loved our community, He sent you. You're the vessel that God wants to use. It's you. You are who He wants to use. The third point for us today to make a faith move is this. When you run into a problem, don't give up. Jumping back into Mark chapter two, verse four, it says, they couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. See, I love that they ran into a problem, but they didn't give up. And I think we can all relate to that because I'm sure all of us in here, we've experienced that when we've ran into a problem and we didn't give up and we're so thankful that we didn't. The, the, the most recent one of mine was about four weeks ago. See, my sons love playing with Legos. They love, they love building it, playing it, destroying it, losing all the pieces so it can never be built ever again. And my sons own this, this Lego pirate ship that has thousands of pieces to it. And they destroyed it so much that it's back in its original form of just pieces. Well, with my son's birthday coming up, I asked him the question, what, what would you like for your birthday? And my heart sank as he shared, I really want the Lego pirate ship rebuilt. I said, how about a million dollars instead? <laughs> or a trip to the moon? Maybe I can muster up a unicorn from somewhere because all of them seemed way more doable than rebuilding this Lego pirate ship. Because you know, if you own Legos in here as a family, if you have Legos, what do you do with all the pieces? You put them all together in one Lego bin and you carry it. And you put the Lego bin down and they create whatever they wanna create. So now I spend the next two evenings organizing the Lego into color order so I can rebuild this pirate ship. I had the instruction books, now I've gotta find all the pieces. Well, over the next few evenings, the ship was being built and every morning my son would wake up and see it more together. And then about two thirds of the way in, you know what I'm gonna say, I'm missing one vital piece. <laughs> and so now I have to contemplate breaking my son's heart because I can't finish it. So the next morning he, he comes out 
I said, I'm really sorry, Josiah. Daddy can't finish the ship. He immediately begins to cry. And so like any good dad, I jump in and say, but don't worry, daddy's gonna figure it out. Walmart on Saratoga that evening, I am rummaging through the Lego shelf, trying to find this one stupid piece to another Lego set on there. And of course, that one piece is not in any of the, of the cheap Lego sets. The only set that it is in is in the $70 assorted Lego box. And so now I'm contemplating telling my wife, let Josiah know it's now a shipwreck and the Kraken ate it. <laughs> but I don't, I justify it. I buy this assorted Lego box, I bring it home and I finish the ship. My son was ecstatic, he was so happy. He was playing with it for 24 hours. After 24 hours, guess what? I was fixing it all over again. And so my son is now up for adoption. So if you are looking <laughs> for anyone, I'm kidding, he has one more chance. <laughs> but I'm so glad that I didn't give up because of the joy that it brought my son. And that was just over a Lego pirate ship. Imagine if the men gave up in this story. Imagine if they just said, oh, well, it's packed out. Can't get him in front of Jesus, take him home, boys. We would never get that story. We would never hear about it. It wouldn't be in the Bible. Millions of people wouldn't have been inspired by that story. I'm so glad that they chose to not give up when they were faced with a problem. And you and I need to have the same mindset that when we're making a faith move, if we run into a problem, don't give up. Don't give up. It required seven things from these men. It required pre-planning and coordination, a bold invitation. It required them picking him up. It cost them time and money. It required them looking foolish. It required them making a sacrifice. And even when they were exhausted, it required them to remember the possible payoff. And that was their friend getting in front of Jesus to receive his miracle. And it will, it will require you and I to do the same seven things to get people here. It's gonna require us to have some coordination, a bold invitation, maybe picking them up, time and money, buying them lunch after church, looking foolish, making a sacrifice. And even when you're exhausted, remembering that the payoff is totally worth it because the payoff is them possibly leaving here in a relationship with Jesus if they make that decision. The payoff outweighs everything online. The payoff weighs out everything. And so when you run into a problem, don't give up. And this leads me to, to the fourth and final point when it comes to you and I making a faith move is this. Jesus always honors our faith moves, not our faith intentions. When you jump into Mark verse, 2 verse 5, it says this, seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. See, we should all be like the paralyzed man's friends. We should all desire to do whatever it takes to get people in front of Jesus. Jesus honored their faith move, not their faith intentions. They didn't just pray about it. They brought him to Jesus. And because of that, they, Jesus honored it. And he received his healing. Jesus always honors our faith moves, not our faith intentions. There was a local street evangelist in England. 
And he took the time to invite a non-Christian Royal Marine back in the 70s. And this Royal Marine's name was Derek McCourt. And Derek gave his life to Jesus. Derek then became a police officer. And in 1976, Derek was shot in a gunfight. And he was expected to die due to the loss of blood from being shot. Well, Derek survived and it was considered a miracle. And after his recovery while working for the police force, Derek shared his testimony. And he led a 29-year-old police officer named Jeff and a 27-year-old police officer named Gloria to the Lord. See, Jeff and Gloria were husband and wife and they would go on to have two sons. And now their sons were being raised in a Christian home. And as their two sons got older, their two sons made a decision to follow Jesus. And as their two sons grew up, they got married and they had children. And one of their sons is, in, is named Luke. And Luke is now a traveling evangelist preaching the gospel all around the world. The other son is named Marcus and he stands on this stage right now before you. All because... All because someone made a faith move by leading Derek to the Lord and Derek led my parents to the Lord. I am where I am because one man made a faith move that led to another man making a faith move that led to my parents becoming Christians. And now I stand on this stage today. God always honors our faith moves, not our faith intentions. And growing up, my dad would always say this to me and my brother, procrastination is the thief of time. Me and my brother would say, yeah, we'll do it tomorrow, we'll do it later. Procrastination is the thief of time. It was so annoying. Like it was so annoying, but I'm so glad that my dad instilled that proactiveness in me. See, I would rather be proactive than reactive. I'd rather be proactive in inviting someone to church than reactive at their funeral wishing that I did. Yet we believe the lie that we have all this time. We believe the, we believe the lie that, that we can do it whenever we want. We believe the, the lie that, yeah, one of these days, the reality is one of these days means none of these days. God is calling you to make a faith move now. Now is your time. Romans 10, 13, 15 puts it this way, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. See, the reality is our feet have been through a lot. Our feet have carried us to weddings and funerals, to baptisms. They've carried us to work and back. They've carried us to school. They've carried us multiple places. Our feet have been, been hot and cold, wet and dry. Our feet have been stepped on, trod on, moved, twisted, run over by a stroller at Disneyland. Our feet have been through so much punishment, but it doesn't matter because our feet are beautiful because your feet, my feet, carry the gospel message of Jesus Christ. So everything about you is beautiful. Isaiah puts it this way in Isaiah 52, seven, he says, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns, church. Do you believe that your God reigns? Do you believe that? 
Judging by that response, I don't think you do. Do you believe that your God reigns? Isaiah knew that his God reigns. And so he sees this messenger coming over the mountaintop and he knows that the message is so good. Everything about the messenger will be beautiful because of the good news that the messenger is bringing. And it's the same for you and I. You are beautiful in the eyes of God because of the message that you carry. But some of us in here today have forgotten that our God reigns. And we've retired from telling people about Jesus. We've put our feet up. I wanna encourage you, God is not done with you. You're still here, you're still breathing, you're still living, which means God still has a purpose for you, which means God still has a plan for you. And there are people that God needs you to reach because only you can reach them online. There are people that you need to reach because you're the only ones that can reach them. We've gotta remind ourselves that our God reigns. And when we remind ourselves that our God reigns, then inviting someone is an easy task because we'll always remember the payoff is worth the invite. And so right now, I wanna do something with you guys. We're gonna pray. I'm gonna ask all of you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And as I pray, I'm gonna ask that you pray to God, who is that one person that you can bring and invite to church? And we're gonna pray over those people right now. Who is it? Who's that one person that you can bring that you know needs Jesus? Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a work colleague. Maybe it's a family member. Who's the name that God's putting on your heart right now? Who are you gonna bring? It's time to make a faith move. Whose face can you see in your mind? Maybe it's more than one name. Great. But who is it? Everyone can bring someone to at the movies. So I'm gonna pray for those people right now. Heavenly Father, we just come before you and God, we thank you for what you are doing. God, I thank you for the names that you're literally putting on the hearts of your people right now. Lord, I pray over those people. Lord, that their hearts will soften to the invite. Lord, that as we make a faith move this week and as we invite and bring people throughout at the movies, Lord, I pray, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, that you will just move in a powerful way, that every invite that is handed out, the response will be yes. I pray for the person that has said no a hundred times. I pray that this time they will say yes, that we will pack this place out because we make a faith move. We will get people in front of Jesus because we made a faith move, that we won't give up when we're faced with a problem and that you will honor our faith moves this week as we invite. Give your people in here the boldness and the courage to step out in faith. I rebuke the lies of the enemy over them right now in the name of Jesus. That they will step out in boldness and courage and confidence, knowing that you go before them. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. We're gonna stay in this time of prayer. Still with every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe you're in here today and you say to me, that's a great story that you've shared about the friends, but I relate more to the paralytic man because this is the first time of me getting in front of Jesus. You're not here by mistake. You are not here by accident. And God is calling you. And I know right now in this moment, you're feeling it. You're in here and you're just beginning to know that, that Jesus is calling you. He's saying it's time. 
It's time for you to let me in. He's simply just knocking on your heart. And now you have the decision to make of will you let him in or not? He's calling you. And this is your moment, just like the paralytic man had his moment of being in front of Jesus. This is your moment. Jesus is here right now. And when you go on in that story, Jesus literally tells the paralytic man to pick up his mat and go home. He received his miracle. You're in this place right now. You can receive your miracle online. You can receive your miracle. And the miracle of you coming into a relationship with Jesus is the best, is the best miracle anyone can receive. And I don't know what you carried in through these doors. I don't know what you're carrying online, walking in with the guilt and the shame, but you can be like the paralytic man today and you can leave it at the foot of the cross and you can leave here changed. Right now you're in front of Jesus. This is your moment. Will you take it? And so I'm gonna lead out in a prayer to give you an opportunity to invite Jesus in. It's so simple. It's just praying a simple prayer. And we're gonna pray this prayer together as one big family in support of those that are praying this for the very first time. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for me. I ask you right now that you, Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. I repent and say sorry. Please come into my life, dwell in my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Thank you that I'm brand new in you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Still with every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you and you're in here today, no one's looking around. This is your moment. This is between you and God. But I would be honored. I would be honored if you let me know that you just made that decision. And so no one's looking around. But if that's you and you just prayed that prayer and you wanna acknowledge that I'm leaving here changed, with no one looking around, if that's you, will you do me the honor and just raise your hand up high in the air so that I can see it and keep it up? Thank you for that hand. There's hands going up all over this place. You are not alone. Hands are going up. Keep that hand up high. This is your moment. This is your moment. This is between you and God. Online, if you made that decision, put it in the text chat. Decision made. Gave my life to Jesus. Let someone know about it. Is there anyone else in here that wants to say, yeah, that was me? Don't let the enemy keep your hand down. Is there anyone else? You can go ahead and put your hands down. Lord, I thank you for the decisions that were made in your house today. God, thank you, Lord, that you have called for us to make faith moves. And Lord, this week we are gonna be your vessel. We're gonna pack this place out. We're gonna get people in front of you. We're not gonna quit when we run into a problem. And Lord, we know that if we do that, you will honor our faith moves this week and more people will come to know you. May we remember the payoff is worth everything. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody said, amen and amen.